you for joining Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television, those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. Today we're dealing with part two of something we started a week ago on the Father's provision, the Father's provision. And just before we jump into that, I wanted to read um, a little humor. I love to uh, search and find humor when I can. And I like to just read, this is actually some, these are some real life uh, church bulletins that have bloopers in them. And these were real printed church bulletins that either had misspellings or mispronunciations or, or they were just worded wrong or they were, um, they were simply just had wrong punctuation or, or you know, you'll be able to tell. So you have to listen carefully so that you can hear the blooper. But these are real-life church bulletins, programs that were printed. One bulletin said, don't let worry kill you, let the church help. (laughs) One bulletin said, remember in prayer the many who are sick of our church and community. For those of you who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs. Weight Watchers will meet at 7 p.m. at the First Presbyterian Church. Please use large double door at side of the entrance. The rosebud on the altar this morning is to announce the birth of David Allen Belzer, the sin of Reverend and Mrs. Julius Belzer. (laughs) This afternoon, there will be a meeting in the south and north ends of the church. Children will be baptized at both ends. Next Sunday, a special collection will be taken to defray the cost of the new carpet. All those wishing to do something on the carpet should come forward and do so. (laughs) Thursday night, potluck supper, prayer and medication to follow. Eight new choir robes are currently needed. Due to the addition of several new members, and to the deterioration of some older ones. The senior choir invites any member of the congregation who enjoys sinning to join the choir. The eighth graders will be presenting Shakespeare's Hamlet in the church basement on Friday at 7 p.m. The congregation is invited to attend this tragedy. <laughs> Just a little humor. It's good to laugh. Just a little humor to, to humor you. Open your, your Bible, if you will. I'd like to uh, read our text, a couple of uh, texts that we looked at last time and we'll begin with today. Psalms 23. Put one finger in Psalms 23. 
one finger also in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Let's read Psalms 23 first. Uh, we'll read verses, verses 1 and 5. We're talking about the Father's provision. And Psalms 23 is not just a scripture that you read at a funeral. It's not just a, a bedtime scripture that you teach little children. Psalm 23 is a powerful revelation of God as our provider. And so Psalm 23 is something you ought to meditate on. It's something you ought to chew on because the Lord's provision is made clearly manifest in Psalms 23. Let's look at, let's read verse, uh, verses, let's just read verse 1 and verse 5. The whole chapter is about provision, but uh, in verse one and five, you'll see it particularly, but the whole, the whole chapter of 23, the 23rd Psalm, it deals with God's provision. Um, it, it deals with God providing for our needs. It deals with God providing protection. It deals with God providing guidance. It deals with God providing peace and rest and quiet. It deals with God providing assurance that He's with you. That he'll never leave you nor forsake you. It deals with uh, peace. It deals with joy. It deals with God providing joy and his love and his care and his concern for you. So there's just a, a wonderful revelation of the provision of God in Psalms 23. And, and if you're not careful, Psalms 23 is something that you'll learn as a child and you never go back to revisit it. You think it's just a nursery scripture for little kids or something you read beautiful at funerals. No, it's a living, vibrant manifestation of the provision of God in our lives today. And so it's something you ought to revisit. It's something that I've been just laying on the bed meditating and quoting and reciting and really getting a hold of the fact in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. That's a bold declaration he makes there. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He knew who his shepherd was. He knew that his shepherd was God. David was a shepherd himself. And he knew how he gave his life for his own sheep. He knew how he risked his own life to kill a lion and to kill a bear to protect his own sheep. He knew that even when all of his brothers were in the house, when the prophet came to anoint a king, David wasn't there. Guess where he was? He was in the sheepfold. He refused to leave his sheep. He slept by them. He ate by them. He took them in his arms and carried them in his bosom. He loved them with all that he was. And so David, being a shepherd himself, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And he said, I shall not want because he realized none of his sheep wanted for anything. He took care of all the needs of his sheep. And now he says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want because if I'm a good shepherd, oh, he's a great shepherd. Oh, that great shepherd of the sheep, the Bible calls him. Jesus said in the book of John, I am the good shepherd. He's, Jesus himself is thinking about David's revelation of him. And Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. 
who gives his life for the sheep. And so he opens up, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Also translated, I shall not lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Turn to your neighbor and say, I shall not lack. I shall not lack. That's a, that's a wonderful confession of faith. That's a wonderful confidence to have. I shall not lack. Oh, when the refrigerator is bare, you ought to say it out loud. You ought to look in there at a bare refrigerator and say, I shall not lack. When the bank account is empty, you ought to, you ought to just look at the teller and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not lack. I shall, when your family members are looking at you and wondering what we're going to do, you ought to look back at them and say, the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not lack. It's a bold confession of faith to get out in the atmosphere. It's a confidence that you have in God. And God allows things to be shaken so that you can come back to realize he is your source. Your job is not your source. Nobody else is your source. He is your source. He is your source. And so a lot of time God, he has to allow things to be shaken up in the earth just so we'll be brought back to the, and recognize the fact that he's God. He's your provider. He's your provider. He's your provider. And so uh, I like verse 5 there. It says, uh, he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And just a picture of God's provision. Preparing a table. Everything's on that table. Notice God prepared. He pictures God, paints God now as a gracious host preparing the table for you. When you're weary, when you're worn out, when you feel like a, a loser, when you feel like a failure, when things aren't going right, he prepares a table before you. And he's a wonderful host, invites you to sit down at the table of the Lord's provision. And he anoints your head with oil and your cup runs over. He anoints you with the oil of gladness. He anoints you with the oil of joy. And your cup runs over. He fills you to overflowing. Not only blesses you, but he blesses you to the extent that you can be a blessing to others. Your cup runneth over. And then in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, notice what it says. It says, uh, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your need According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I want to give you, I want to give you several truths, uh, several truths concerning the Lord's provision. Several truths concerning the Lord's provision. And you will also find there are other scriptures um, you can look at in your study time later. Psalms 8411 says that no good thing will be withheld from them that walk uprightly. Psalms 34, verse 9 and 10 um, talks about no good thing being withheld from them, from those who fear him, those who seek 
the Lord. No good thing will be withheld. So no, turn to your neighbor and say, no good thing will be withheld from me. No good thing, no good thing. Well, now it has some conditions that said from those who walk uprightly. So you got to walk a certain way. God's not going to just provide for anybody who's doing everything. Let me say that again. I said God's not going to provide just for anybody who's doing everything. Uh, those who are walking a certain way. When your heart's right toward God and you're walking before God, no good thing will he withhold. Uh, it also says there in Psalms 34 that, that um, those that fear him. And then it goes on just in case you didn't know how to fear him. It lists some ways of, of how to fear God. It says, number one, watch what you say. Watch what you say. Number two, it says, depart from evil and do good. Make sure you're doing what's right. Number three, number three, what is number three? Number one, let's go back to number one. Number one, <laughs> now I forgot what number one is. <laughs> well, that's why you bring notes. Let me look at my notes. Number three was seek peace. Seek peace. Number one was watch what you say. Number two was watch what you do. Number three was seek peace. In other words, make sure you're not worried. Make sure you're not stressed out. Make sure you're not frantic. Make sure you're not doubting. Also, seek peace means make sure that you're in right relationship with people. Get your relationships right. You're, if you're out of relationship with people, now you're blocking yourself from good things. Uh, coming to you. So he gives us those three keys there of how to have no good thing withheld from you. But I want to give you, I want to give you several truths here about the provision of God, the Lord's provision. And these will be a wonderful study for you to meditate on and know about God and his providing for you. Number one, I want you to realize this truth. God has always provided for his people and he always will. God has always provided for his people and he always will. Now that's a truth that you need to know about the Lord's provision. One of his covenant redemptive names is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Jehovah means eternal and changeless. Eternal and changeless. Which means um, just as God has always provided, he always will. He doesn't change. That's an eternal truth about God. He provided, he's, he has always provided for his people when he brought them through the wilderness their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. Uh, they had food, manna. They had quail in the evening. They had water out of a rock. They had a, uh, they had a cloud that was protection that led them. Pillar of fire that was light and protection that led them, that kept them. He's always, that's a picture of God's provision. And so Jehovah means changeless, eternal, just as he has always provided for his people, he always will. Turn to your neighbor and say, God will always provide for me. It, the, the Apostle Paul said in one of our texts, Philippians 4, 19, when he says, my God shall supply your need. Notice what he said. My God shall supply your need. 
In other words, what Paul is saying, the same God who has liberally supplied my need, that same God will supply your need. He's the same God. He's changeless. He's eternal. He did it for Abraham. He'll do it for you. He's changeless. He's eternal. That's, that's that covenant name there, Jehovah Jireh. It means he'll, he's done it in the past and he'll do it for you always. He's the same God. He's the same God. God has always provided for his people. He's always provided for his people. Number two, I want you to realize this truth that God provides all our needs. I didn't say God provides some of our needs. I said God provides all our needs. All our needs. I said all our needs. Turn your name and say God provides all of our needs. All of our needs. I told this, I told this last uh, Friday, but at, the, at our God Heals Healing Service, I stood here with me and Brother James, we stood here praying for the sick, and people began to come up, and we, were, we always ask people, why are they coming? You know, what is it that they need us to pray for? And we're talking about what physical part of the body, what ailment they need us to pray for. Well, as, as Pastor James and I stood there, people started saying, I need a job. And then people started coming up and said, I need direction. Then people start coming up and said, I need help in my business. Then people start coming up and said, I need wisdom. And I was getting perplexed because these were not physical ailments. And this was a healing service. And we had, all, we had conditioned ourselves that this was a healing service for physical ailments. So it actually dumbfounded me. It perplexed me. And I'm standing here all geared up to lay hands and anoint with oil to pray for physical infirmities. And I wasn't prepared to pray for somebody's lost job or somebody uh, who needs direction or somebody who needs their business blessed. And then it struck me as I stood there, God provides all of these things. God provides all of these things. And the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, the same way that I heal the sick is the same way that I provide employment. It's the same way that I can bless a business. It's the same way that I can give wisdom to somebody who needs it. It's the same way that I can direct my people. It's the same provision. It's the same God. It all comes out of God. It all comes out of God. And so I just felt the provision of God well up on the inside of me. Provision for jobs. Provision for income. Provision for wisdom. Provision for knowledge. Provision for trouble in a marriage. Provision for a sick body. Provision for a child who's gone astray. God provides. And it took, it took me time because I was so locked in to physical healing. I was boxed in. But God was saying, no, you can't box me in. I am the Lord, your provider. I am Jehovah Jireh. I provide all your needs. I provide all your needs. He said, I'm just as concerned about somebody who lost their job as somebody who has cancer. I'm just as concerned. He cares just as much. No matter what the need is, God cares just 
as much. He cares about your needs. He cares about your needs no matter what they are. So that's the truth I want you to get a hold of. God, God meets all of our needs. He meets all of our needs. Listen to this. I just want you to hear the diversities of needs that God met throughout the Bible. Isaac. Well, let's start with Abraham. Abraham needed a sacrifice. God provided it. Isaac needed a wife. God provided it. Jacob needed a blessing. God provided it. Moses needed a parted sea. God provided it. Joshua needed a victory. God provided it. Samson needed great strength. God provided it. Ruth needed a home. God provided it. David needed a prophet. God provided it. Solomon needed wisdom. God provided it. Nehemiah needed workers. God provided it. Daniel needed protection. God provided it. Ezekiel needed a vision. God provided it. Saul needed a blinding light. God provided it. John needed a revelation. God provided it. And I ask you today, what is it that you need? What is it that you, God's not locked into one particular type of need? Never again will I lock myself in on a God heal service to only physical healing. Because now I have the revelation. Same God who heals is the same God that meets all of our needs. No matter what it is you need. What is it you need today? What is it you need today? I want you to know the Father's provision. I, t- I told this a week ago, but I have never once turned my children down when they have come to me with a legitimate, sincere need and asked me for it personally. And if I had the means to meet it, and if it made sense, I've never been able to turn them down. And I thought about why. Because I love them so much. I love them so much. The joy. The joy they bring me. The love I have for them. I can't, I can't resist it. Not based on what they've done, but based on whose they are. They're mine. Because they're mine. I can't resist a need. I can't resist a need. And folks, get a picture of, of your Heavenly Father. When we had the healing service, I told, this, I told this a week ago, but when we had the healing service, there was a lady, she was in her 70s, and she came up for healing. And I said, ma'am, and the Holy Ghost impressed this on me. He, I said, ma'am, I want you to picture your Heavenly Father sitting on his throne, and I want you to imagine yourself jumping up in his lap and telling him what you need. I said, That's what, I said the Lord's our provider. The Lord, I said, he'll heal you. I said, you jump up in his lap as a little child and talk to your Heavenly Father and tell him what you need. He'll heal you. I am out of time. Those of you who are watching or listening, I want you to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message, message number 7397. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. You 
are listening to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This was the second message in the Father's Provision series by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7397. That's 7397. The next message is number 7398. To listen to the entire series, click series on theonlineword.com. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.